Hello and welcome to the Blue Sky Podcast, a tribute to all things Disney, but mostly Walt Disney World. I'm Ainsley, I'm your co-host, and I'm joined by Jordan, your other co-host. And today we are doing part two of our mini-series, which is all about the Disney weenies. So this week, Jordan is going to be leading it. She's done all the research, and she's dug up a whole bunch of fun facts for us uh, so we can learn all about the Tree of Life. So without further ado, I'll hand it over to her so she can guide us through uh, our fun Dis nerd history lesson. Yes, so we're going to Animal Kingdom today, which opened on Earth Day, April 22nd, 1998, with the well-known Tree of Life standing at its center that is now the symbol of Animal Kingdom. So before I get into talking about the Tree of Life, I want to talk about some of the things that almost were in the Animal Kingdom instead of the Tree of Life. So one of the early ideas as the park weenie or centerpiece was a carousel, actually. Oh. And it had it was going to have three layers, and oh, it was going yes. to be like sea, land, and sky, basically. So the top layer of the carousel would be kind of like a Dumbo ride, where you can fly around, mm-hmm. move up and down, and you'd be flying in different insects or birds. The middle layer would be a more of a traditional carousel, but it would have like land animals. And then a bottom layer that was underwater-themed boat-style cars all themed around marine creatures, and it would be sitting in a moat. So it would be this three-tiered carousel-type ride at the center of the park. And obviously they did not end up going forward with that idea. I couldn't find out exactly what they decided, why they decided not to. I think they wanted something a little more unique than a carousel. Yeah, they do have, especially I'm thinking in California's parks, a lot of carousel or Dumbo-type rides yeah but I'm wondering like the three tiers is really interesting but how would you manage the lines for that because I feel like that could really ruin like the sight lines to what would be a beautiful carousel yeah it might because I don't know if there's like a general line and then you'd split off depending on what layer you wanted I don't know how it would have worked but obviously Hmm. they did not end up moving forward with that but that was one of the early ideas and another idea that wouldn't necessarily have been in place of the Tree of Life, but it was going to be at the park entrance, as the entryway was Noah's Ark, which is a Christian story, but is well known around the world as a message of conservation and that animals are equally important to humans Mm. and saving the animals and seen as Noah kind of as the first conservationist. They want to make that the entranceway to the park. And this is actually a common image used in zoos, And so Disney was kind of going to be the first zoo that actually had a physical ark. A lot of zoos use them in their promotional material Mm. about conservation. So they were going to be the first zoo, in quotations, that had an actual ark. So it was going to have a big walkway going through the ark that you would enter the park through. And there's going to be exhibits inside of it that had some of the smaller Mm. animals inside so you could see them. And similar to the railway, when you enter Magic Kingdom, the ark would totally block your view of the rest of the park so you wouldn't really see everything else until you went through it and there was a couple of reasons they ended up not going through with it one was it was just going to be difficult capacity wise 
to get enough people moving through it mm -hmm. and have exhibits in it, which would require special access for yeah. the animal like caretakers. It became kind of difficult logistically for that to work. And they were also worried about it being a Christian story that they didn't want to offend anyone or kind of like represent things. one religion and not others or be profiting off of a religion. They thought this might kind of be offensive mm -hmm. or off-putting to people, to Christians and to other religions. So they decided to stray away from that idea as well. And then we ended up with the Tree of Life. I think if I can just jump in that it's really interesting that they considered that arc, I guess, um, like quite seriously uh, in the line of that it was a common zoo symbol because they wasn't there want to be a zoo. Yeah, like not a zoo. Not a zoo. Yeah. So I just think that's kind of like a funny paradox. So they were better than a zoo because yeah. they would have one. But yeah, we ended up with the Tree of Life. So I want to go back further and look at the history of the Tree of Life, not as it pertains to Disney, but as a concept mm. because it has a lot of significance in many cultures that go back a long time and one of the oldest stories is from the Celtics which dates back dates back to 2000 BC where they believe in this tree of life figure that represents how forces of nature combine to cre create balance and harmony hmm. and it said that the Celtics adopted this symbol from the Norse who believed that this tree of life was the source of all life on earth it was a one tree that led to nine different worlds and according to the ancient Celtics, the tree possessed special powers. And whenever they cleared an area for settlement, they would leave one single tree to be left at the center, which became known as the tree of life for that settlement, mm. and was said to provide food, warmth, and shelter to the population. And it also provided a meeting place for the high-ranking members of the tribe. Oh, cool. It, they also said it would provide nourishment to the animals, and they believed this tree took care of all life on Earth. And the Tree of Life was also a symbol in Mayan culture, where they believed there was a world tree that connected heaven, earth, and the underworld, and that it grew at the point of creation, and that everything flowed from that spot in four directions. And on the Mayan Tree of Life, there's a cross in the center, which is said to be the source of all creation. So those are just two examples of cultures that have the Tree of Life kind of involved in them, and there's many other examples. So what Disney says about their tree of life is that it honors animals and the place they all share in the circle of life and that it's an epic visual of diversity, beauty, and the interconnected nature of Earth's creatures. And the story behind it is that the tree of life was there first and then the village that is the animal kingdom below sprung up around it and that their tree of life is a source of water and thus life for the entire area. Oh, cool. So, so it's, kind in of, line with... it's in line with kind of the cultural representation of the mm -hmm. Tree of Life. So I kind of want to know what your thoughts are on these different choices that they exonate and ending on the Tree of Life, what you think. Would you have liked to see the carousel or the ark come to fruition? Do you like the Tree of Life and what it represents? Both. Good questions. <laughs> um, I like that. I like discussion period. Mm -hmm. um, I think I'm a person who has a hard time picturing things in my head like so I'm very attached to the things I've seen because yeah. it's hard to picture it differently after you've gone there for so yeah. long yeah but I do think um for me the tree of life is like the best one out of those options like the carousel I think when you hear the three tiers that's like a very cool idea but I just don't think it would have that same symbolism um and pull into the park that the tree of life does 
Mm-hmm. Um, I love the Tree of Life. Like, I mean, it's striking and it's huge, but then there's so much detail on it. Like when you get closer and you get to see all the different animals that are carved in. Like, I just think it's a really beautiful centerpiece and like to me one of the things like about animal kingdom is all as our stepmom would say the foliage in the park and like that's just the the mecca of the foliage like uh, I think it's really beautiful so um I like that choice I think if they had gone with Noah's Ark it would have absolutely been beautiful like I can't imagine they weren't gonna do anything poorly (laughs) no I can't imagine that not being just like a striking entrance way but I can appreciate, especially um, maybe even more so in today's age, how that could be a bit of a controversial It'd be very icon. polarizing. Yeah, I think so. Because it is so biblical. And, like, I had always thought of it, because I've heard of that before, and I thought of, oh, if you were from another religion or belief, um, that really might not resonate you with you. You feel very excluded, probably. But I never thought about it also from the Christian perspective of capitalizing on mm. the Christian faith and, like, monopolizing it. So that's a really interesting point as well. Mm-hmm. And I, I knew that the tree of life and animal kingdom was kind of all about the circle of life mm-hmm. and conservation and appreciating animals. And, but then it, it made all more sense when I dove into the history of the tree of life even more and yeah. read about these cultures. And I, I liked the tree of life even more after reading. I agree. It really like brings it home in the meaning mm-hmm. of the park. And it I just makes so much sense. Yeah, totally. And like, I think they say like, isn't animal kingdom supposed to be really about balance too? And that like we as humans are not like the dominant, not it. it like it's living in tandem with the animals and in like a respectful way. So um, I love that they have all the carvings, like I said, of the animals in it. Mm-hmm. So Disney's Tree of Life in the Animal Kingdom was actually made from an offshore oil rig structure. That was the base they started with. And then they added more than 8,000 fiberglass branches wow. with leaves that actually move in the wind like a real tree. Each wind, each leaf sorry, has the capability of moving in the wind. Oh, that's cool. And it stands 145 feet tall. And there are over 300 animal carvings on it. And Joe Rohde, who was the lead Imagineer taking on Animal Kingdom as a project, described this in one of his presentations Describe the Tree of Life as a swirling tapestry of interlocked animal forms. I can't believe it's shorter than the castle. Like, if you were to ask me, I would not have... You think it looks taller? Yeah, I do. Hmm. Maybe it's just the perspective as you come in. I think you don't ever get the same view of it. That's true. Right? Because of the way the line goes around it. Yeah, that's true. It just seems larger than life to me. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to talk a little bit about the show inside the tree of life it's tough to be a bug which is the main attraction inside and in a concept meeting for the animal kingdom so michael eisner was looking at the concept art and scale models that had been put together by imagineers and he looked at the tree of life and he asked if they could put a a ride or a show inside of it and they said i guess so (laughs) we'll have to redesign some things but okay yes and then he asked kevin rafferty to come up with a show. Kevin! Yes. So Imagineer Kevin uh, had six weeks to go from, like, nothing to have a storyboard pitch ready for Michael Eisner on what was going to go inside this tree when they didn't even know anything was going to go inside of it. And so his original idea was to have a show that Rafiki was going to host. And it would be about the animal kingdom and the importance of different animals and their role 
he pitched this to Marty Scalar and Michael Eisner, and Eisner gave it an 8 out of 10. And he said that anywhere else in the park it would be a 10, but for the Tree of Life it needed to be amazing, and he thought Kevin could do better. And then he suggested a show about bugs, and he told Kevin that Pixar was coming up with this new movie about bugs, and he should talk to Pixar and get some ideas. And so he thought this was a crazy idea to make a show about bugs. He was like, this is the animal kingdom. Why would I make a show about bugs? People generally aren't very drawn to bugs. People aren't drawn to bugs. He hated bugs personally. He was scared of bugs. He did not want to do this. He thought Michael was a lunatic. He was like, fine, I'll start researching bugs. And then he discovered, and I can't even comprehend this number, but there are 10 quintillion insects in the world. Quintillion. I don't even know what that number means. I don't think I've heard that before. (laughs) Ten quintillion insects in the world, and they make up 80% of the species in the world. So then he was like, oh, Michael's a genius. How could we make a park about animals and not include 80% of the species? Fair enough. What a great idea. (laughs) And he was all for this bug idea now. So then he met with Pixar and talked to John Lasseter, who described the concept idea for a bug's life to Mm -hmm. Kevin and at this point they only had Flick and Hopper as defined characters okay so that's why you those are the only characters we have in the show we only see Flick and Hopper oh I never thought of that I thought the um the horned bug I don't you know that one I mean he's kind of like a big blue guy he has a bit of a horn I thought he was in the movie for some reason but I haven't seen it but maybe not named Mm -hmm. but at that point those are the two only two characters they had developed so he had those as a concept, and then he worked with entomologists to develop an idea where bugs would be performing acts. So he gathered these professionals together and said, what kind of acts could a bug do? And they all came up with ideas, these bug experts, on what it could be. And then they decided the final message of the show would be that if bugs didn't exist, we wouldn't either, because mm-hmm. bugs are so important to the circle of life and the animal kingdom. And just another random fact, which I thought was kind of funny, is that they spent a very long time perfecting the smell for the stink bug part of the show, <laughs> where they released the odor, Yeah, because they didn't want it to be so bad that people would want to leave, but it needed to be a bad... It needed to be stinky, So though. they went through multiple, like, samples, and they were like, no, that's not it, that's not it, and finally found a the perfect stink bug scent. <laughs> Only at Disney. Yeah, <laughs> and then they ended up with this eight-minute show called It's Tough to Be a Bug, where we have different bugs performing acts on their different talents, and it's a 430-seat theater, which is quite large. Oh, it's larger than I realized. Inside tree. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it feels quite intimate. And then in the lineup, you also get the Off-Bugway Productions, (laughs) which include a website story, a cockroach line, and Beauty and the Bees. And they play the music. Yes. Are you getting to that? Yeah, I was just going to say, they also play, if you listen, they're playing music from those like, movies, but with insects. So yeah, it's, like, like, bees buzzing to Beauty and the Beast that's songs. That's the one I can hear clearly. Yeah. <laughs> and it's one of those you don't actually really notice. You're like, wait a minute, what am I... You're, like, humming along, and you're like, wait a minute, is this insects? <laughs> am I singing along to bees? Yeah. So the last thing I want to talk about about the Tree of Life is a Tree of Life at Night where we have the Tree of Life Awakenings. Mm. And now we actually haven't seen this yet. We haven't stayed, we usually don't stay Animal Kingdom very late. 
No, and Typically. I think the night stuff is relatively new. Yes. So I think we've only had one trip where we would have had the chance to see it, and I don't mm-hmm. really know why we didn't. But We went very early in the morning. We went for rope drop, oh, and we okay. just did not make it all day long. Fair so we, we did not stay, so we have not seen the Tree of Life Awakenings yet. But at the nighttime, there is a show on the Tree of Life that combines video projections, music, and other special effects to bring four different short stories to the tree. And so it looks like the animals carved in the tree are actually coming to life and becoming part of the story. Very cool. And a description I found that on the Disney website is, Flickering fireflies magically appear and stir to life the animal spirits in the tree's towering trunk, bringing to light a dazzling visual display swarming with color and animated imagery. Gaze upon a young doe embarking upon a thrilling journey. Behold love blossoming between a pair of hummingbirds. Spy a sly fox spreading gifts of love among the denizens of a wintry forest. A feast for the eyes, each revelation celebrates the eternal balance and harmony that exists in all living things, big or small, and is sure to inspire and delight your whole family tree. (laughs) And these occur, they start once it gets dark, and they are just short little shows, little clips. They occur every 10 minutes until the park closes. So there's like four different stories that they just keep replaying on the tree. That's kind of a nice alternative to like... um I mean, I know they have the river, like, on the water show mm-hmm. now. And they obviously can't do fireworks there Yeah, with that's animals. a really great idea. Yeah, so that's the Tree of Life Awakening. So hopefully we can see that next time. Yeah, we'll have to make a plan. I hope you're not looking at my page because I have trivia questions. Next. Well, I started looking and I saw it said trivia and I stopped looking. <laughs> <laughs> because my next question, or my next section, is some, some trivia questions okay. about the tree. So, my first one is approximately how wide do you think the base of the tree is that holds the show? How wide? How tall did you say it was? It is, where did I put it? 145 feet tall. So I'll say like half of that. I'll go like 70. 50 feet. Good guess. 50 feet wide. And for a tough to be, it's tough to be a bug. How long do you think the wait time that show gets during peak business? Oh, I don't think I've ever seen that wait that long. So I'm going to say like peak, mm, like 40 minutes. Bang on. 40 minutes, according to my sources. I didn't peak. (laughs) Yeah, it said usually it's about 20 minutes. Yeah. And yeah, in in the peak season when it's... Quite full, it gets up to 40 minutes. It moves pretty quick. I mean, it's, it's not, not a super long It's only show. eight minutes, and you get 430 people at a time. Yeah, you so, can yeah. moving people through. 40 minutes is like the peak wait time for wow. it to be a bug. So it's always a good go-to attraction. And it's air-conditioned. And it's lovely. So True. And you get a lovely view of the tree. Yes, you do. There's also walking trails around the tree. Not the line for it's tough to be a bug, but other trails that you can oh, walk around be, We haven't to really get. done that. You just walked into the, for the show. Mm-hmm. There's other tra- trails that you can get to that walk kind of around, and you can see different views of the tree and get closer to some of the, oh, the cool. carvings if you're more interested in, in seeing other parts of the tree. So my next question is, how long do you think each leaf is on the tree? Jeez. Oh, I mean, they're high up there. So, 145 feet up. Yeah, to be exact. I don't know. What if they're like a foot long? Wow, you are nailing it. Really? So, so each one's over a foot. 
Oh, wow. Is that what I found? Over I a foot long curly. Yes, you are killing it. Okay, so the next question is, what was released first? B, it's tough to be Bugs show or a Bugs Life movie by Pixar? I feel like, so I read Kevin's book, I know you did, and so I'm trying to remember what he said, and I want to say the show in Animal Kingdom came out first. Correct. Okay. And the movie came out later that year in November. So that's same year. That's going to be one of the few times. Few times that's happened. Yeah. And kind of a gamble that they're banking that this will do well enough to have this show. Yeah, absolutely. That's but, a good point. Yeah. Because that would be a hard one to... Well, I guess you would have to just get a new movie to screen, but... Yeah, so this show opened with the Tree of Life and Animal Kingdom in April. And It's Tough to Be Bug was running on opening day. And A Bug's Life opened or came to theater in November that year. So they had Flick and Hopper running their show in Animal Kingdom before their That's movie cool. came out. And my last one isn't really a trivia question, but have... Have you seen, I was curious, but I haven't, but have you seen the hidden Mickey that's on the Tree of Life? Oh, I don't think I have. Mm-hmm. There, so there's a hidden Mickey if you want to try and look for it or if you want to just Google it like I did and cheat. Uh, there's a hidden Mickey that is quite small. It's like a silhouette classic Mickey, and it's above the hippo carving. And once I saw a photo of it, someone... Was it quite obvious? I could see it. I was like, oh, look above the hippo. And I was like, oh, yes, there's a hidden Mickey there. But I never actually seen that in no. person in line. What but, kind is it? Like a classic? Yeah, a class, oh, okay. classic Mickey just above the hippo carving. If you want to look for that or if you want to Google an image. Yes, I would actually. And then to close things off, I would like to discuss what are our favorite things about the Tree of Life? Do you have a favorite thing or anything I missed that you want to comment on? Um, hmm. I don't think you missed anything. Like, I just think, to me, I think it's probably the most beautiful weenie of the four. Like, I just think there's something very, um, I guess, calming about it. Like, I just yes. think it's just, I think it's really beautiful. Um, and I think all the carvings are really, like, well, they're incredibly well done and they're just fun to look at. So I guess maybe one question for you would be, do you know how many different animals are in it? Like, are there duplicate animals oh, or is every carving a I different animal because i read 300 animal carvings but you're asking me if there's actually 300 different oh animals so yeah yeah hmm i don't know hmm. i feel like there isn't because i just imagine disney going above and beyond and each animal yeah, being different right. yeah but i don't know that for sure i just know that there was 300 carvings okay. or over 300 carvings one of my favorite things is not, I guess, about the tree itself, but it's spotting the tree from Summit Plummet. Oh, yeah. Because every time you can see it, it just it's just a slightly different color That's right. from the real trees. Yeah. And you can always spot it. And there's a couple other places you can spot it from, too, but I always distinctly remember looking for it from Summit Plummet. Mm -hmm. It's just a slightly different shade of green that you can see sticking out of. And otherwise, I wouldn't even really know Animal Kingdom was there. It's just a bunch of trees. Yeah. And I'm like, there's the tree of life. And I always spot it from there, and I, I really enjoy that. Yeah, that's a good point. We do always look for it in that <laughs> way. But I just think as um, we've gotten older, Animal Kingdom is a park I've appreciated more and more. Yes. I know they've added things in recent years um, to kind of, like, up the ante. Like, there wasn't always Everest, and um, the new Pandora Land is really quite beautiful and well done. Um, but I just think, like, as 
I'm reflecting on it. It's a park I feel as I grow up I want to spend more time mm-hmm. in um, and just walking around and and just kind of appreciating. I the think of the four parks, it absolutely has the most cohesive theme. Mm-hmm. For and sure. going from land to land and just the whole feeling of the park is like just so well done as one continuous story and theme. It's it's very, very well done. And it is calming to be, and it's usually very, very hot. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. But there's a lot of interesting stuff to learn and to see. Mm-hmm. And especially if you go there maybe early in the morning when the animals are out a little bit more because it's not quite so hot yet. Well, it'll be interesting to go back to now that like, the safari's open in the Can, evening. At night. Because uh, you go on the safari in the middle of the day. You're not seeing... The animals don't want to be out either. (laughs) They are also hot. In the middle of Florida heat, especially because we usually go in July or August, the animals are not too keen to be out there. But it is a... Yeah, it's definitely grown on me as it got older. When I was younger, I was not as big of a fan of Animal Kingdom, and now more and more I want to spend more and more time there. It's a a fantastic park with a, a lovely weenie at the center. Agreed. Well said. Nice way to end it. I'll just add not only lovely weenie, but like you said, a lovely story and a mm-hmm. lovely message. And um, it's kind of at the heart of almost what Walt wanted with Epcot, I think, where it's fun and you're learning at the same time. Yeah, I there think. is a lot. People always talk about how Epcot was like the educational part, but mm-hmm. Animal Kingdom is very educational. Incredibly. It's, it's just very directed at animals. Yes. Exactly. And Walt always... Yeah, well, always wanted a park with live animals, so... Yeah, like he wanted them in his jungle cruise, right? Yeah, yeah. so Animal Kingdom really captures yeah, Walt's spirit Walt's to spirit. me. Yeah, I mm-hmm. agree. Because it's educational, it's fun, there's everything, something for the whole family, and he's got his live animals in there. Mm-hmm. So I don't think people talk about Animal Kingdom enough as a product of Walt, when I really think it is. Yes, and good for, I guess, Eisner for seeing the... The value, the value potential in that. Mm-hmm. And really, mm-hmm. I think he really pushed for it so. yeah and Joe Rody did a fantastic oh job. yeah he's just a genius so shout out for, <laughs> yeah. for where credit is due well thank you again for tuning in and listening to our uh, podcast episode four and mini series episode two we'll be returning with mini series episode three um that one will be led by myself again and it will be about Epcot so if you're interested in learning more about the spaceship earth uh or giant golf ball, you'll want to tune into that. Also, please, if you want to connect with us, do follow Blue Sky Podcast on uh, on Instagram. We post lots of fun things there in addition to kind of our podcast episode updates, including uh, Disney history facts of the day. So uh, if you ever want to connect with us or just learn more fun things, you can find us there. Thank you.